When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. We got some sad music news to share. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Well, in case you have not heard, um,. David Crosby, a founding member of both The Birds and Crosby, Stills and Nash, died yesterday after a long illness. He was 81 years old. Um, He was active on Twitter right up until Wednesday. And one of his final tweets was a critique on heaven that said, I heard the place is overrated, dot, 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 cloudy. That's a funny joke. Wow. Um, Crosby was with the Birds from 1964 till 67 when he formed Crosby, Stills and Nash with Stephen Stills and Graham Nash. They later added Neil Young to become Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Um, Huge loss for the music industry. Huge. Um, So here is a montage of some of his best songs with Crosby, Stills and Nash. They're awesome. So good. Um, His family released this statement. This is the family of David Crosby. It is with great sadness after a long illness that our beloved uh, David, in parentheses, Cros, uh, Crosby has passed away. He was lovingly surrounded by his wife and soulmate Jan and son Django. Although he's no longer with us, his humanity and kind soul will continue to guide and inspire us. His legacy will continue to live on through his legendary music. Wow. Yeah, I saw that headline yesterday about his passing, and I was like, what? Seemingly out of nowhere. Yeah, we don't know what the illness was, right? They they haven't specified what the illness is that he's been dealing with for a long time. But, oh boy, Uh, it's a great day to listen to some Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Absolutely. And before Graham Nash was in Crosby, Stills & Nash, he was in the Hollies in England and... I believe this is from the Laurel Cannon documentary back in 2020. He talks about how he met David Crosby, which would uh, really be impactful on his life. Um, Here is that clip. Such a classic sound of the, you know, the 60s, early 70s. Yes. Um, So before, as I was saying, Graham Nash was in Crosby, Stills and Nash. He was... um, 
in the Hollies in England. And here he is talking about um, when he was visiting the States and attended a recording session with the mamas and, excuse me, and the papas. John and Michelle and Denny were recording, but Cass was standing outside. And Cass said to me, what are you doing tomorrow? She picked me up at noon in a convertible Porsche. She drove me 10 minutes to Laurel Canyon, very close to Hollywood. We walked up these stairs. There was a guy playing acoustic guitar on the couch. And he's got a shoebox. The lid is full of grass. And he's separating the grass from the stems and rolling perfect joints while still talking to me, never losing eye contact. I'm going, wow, this is insane. That's how I first met Crosby. And uh, my life has never been the same. Wow. <laughs> Sweet. Um, and then, <clears throat> excuse me again, if you want to know how they became Crosby, Stills, and Nash, it was not planned. Stephen Stills was playing a song at Joni Mitchell's house, and Graham kept asking for the song to be played again. So um, here's the two of them, Graham Nash and David Crosby, telling how the group was formed. <laughs> so talented. What a uh, quintessential sound they had, too. Yeah. I just, it's been a long time since I've sort of, like, just listened to them on a drive. But there was a phase in my life where I just loved them. Just really, what they did with the acoustic guitar, too. Mm-hmm. You don't hear that a lot yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's sort of like a dying breed. Uh, David Crosby, two-time inductee of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with both the Birds, which he eventually got kicked out of, and then Crosby, Stills, and Nash. And um, again, he is the biological father of two of Melissa Etheridge's children. Um, One of them sadly passed away in 2020 due to drug addiction. Oh, God, at 21. Jeez. Um, And he is survived by his wife, two sons, and two daughters. Um, with his wife, Jan. Big loss. Big loss. I bet we're going to start hearing a lot of tributes from people in concert. You know who's uh, really notorious for that is Keith Urban. He always, oh, is that right? Yeah, he does a, he does a lot of that. When Talk about a guy good passes. on the acoustic guitar, too. Very good. Oh, my gosh. Really, really good. Awesome. So, um, yeah, David Crosby uh, passed away at the age of 81. Uh, that's what we have time for right here. But when we come back, we got a little sports talk. Oh, wow. We're starting to do more and more sports talk here. Who are it's we? Score North? Interesting. NASCAR drivers now have to wear special undies. Tell you about that. And also we have an update on Damar Hamlin coming up next on my talk. Good morning. Happy Friday. Oh. Your mic was on, by the way. Oh, uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> What a pleasure to Can be Can you imagine if we saw, here. like, I don't know, a news anchor doing that on TV? Listen, like I, a Lester. radio is so much looser than TV. It ain't even close. Well, you made it that way. Donna. It wasn't that way before you got here. We were actually, you know, respectable broadcasters. Well... The toothpaste is out of the tube now, my friend. <laughs> what do you want to do? Oh, it's great. Let's talk about sports, okay? Do we need a sports talk intro? Yes, Are we, we do. going to be doing it enough? Yes. And and you know, you know how we have pegged it. And we are in so many ways a groundbreaking show. And how we have how we've pegged it <laughs> Make me laugh. is sports is the greatest unscripted drama on television. It is. It's just like, what? That happened? Really? He missed four extra points? <laughs> it hit the uprights? 
They came back from 27 nothing. Well, this isn't going to be anything by... like that. Oh. Well, I, okay. Here's the story. NASCAR drivers now have to wear fire-resistant underwear and mm. socks. So, of course, they can reduce the risk of burn injuries in the event of a fire. Yeah, oh my word. There's not a lot of sports that regulate what kind of underwear you can wear, but um, I guess now NASCAR has become one of them. The helmet, uh, their helmet, I guess, skirts, skirts, and socks have to be fire resistant, too. What's a skirt? Does that go on the car? No, you wear it around, so it's like around your head, and then it kind of skirts out across oh, your I chest. Oh, I see. Okay, so that's you can't smart. Get fire underneath your fire, suit. almost like a dicky. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. How long does a race last? Three and a half hours. Three hours. So they're just driving in circles for Circle. three and a half hours. Correct. Yeah. I remember when we were uh, younger, we got a game called NASCAR. NASCAR. Well, I don't know. Ninety-eight, two thousand. I don't know. And it was oddly satisfying to play even though you were on this video game just driving as they do in a circle but then you started learning about drafting and there was this drama toward the end of the race so then i remember back then vaguely we would sit down it'd be a summer weekend and we would just commit to watching a nascar race like we're gonna watch this nascar race and it's huge it's mind-blowing that they get like 100,000 people in the stands. Oh, yeah. Your people love this stuff. My people love this stuff. I remember my dad. Uh, are you a fan, I've Mike? been to, yeah, I've been to like five or six races. So, oh my yes, gosh. I'm a fan. I remember I, when we were kids, we would go to the Flemington Fair. It was like a a town fair. Yeah, love those. And there'd be races. Mm-hmm. And my dad would sit there and just watch them. I'm like... That sounds so boring. Yeah. Like what? And they used to have them at the at the Minnesota State Fair. Yep. A lot. You know what it feels like to me though? A benefit of NASCAR. Okay. And I've never gotten into NASCAR. I like watching the highlights on Sports Center when they're like, "Here's lap 197." And they're quickly explaining the context. I don't know if I've uh, it's my bag to sit through like 3 hours of it, but it is a, the best sport. The best sport to leave and go to the concession stand. What are you gonna miss? <laughs> right. You know. I, I concur. Just come back. Are they still doing it? Yeah. And you find. You know. Maybe you missed a crash. Right. But I tell you what. The best part about watching NASCAR is. Thanks for asking. Oh sure. It's the pit crew. Sure. You watch enough NASCAR. I bet you NASCAR fans are real PO'd at their local mechanics. Like, guys, come on, chop, chop. Can we do this a little quicker? <laughs> that's that's amazing zoom, how zoom, fast. Zoom. And tires what are they off, doing? What are off. they fixing, Mike? I mean, the, their tires? Yeah, they're just replacing the tires and adding fuel. That's all they're doing. There might be a slight like wedge adjustment, or they're adding some rubber to either tighten the car up or loosen it. Okay. Um, that's, that's it. Think so. of how hard they drive, too, because, Donna, yeah. we change our tires like every presidential term. Right. Right. <laughs> they do it a couple times a race. Right. Yeah. That's insane. Okay, I have another question. Is it... Actually, a timed race, or it's the number of laps? It's the number of laps in NASCAR. And it usually takes around three and yes. a half hours. Other racing leagues and form, like Formula This whole uh, underwear situation, this is all following the lead of Formula One, because they had a driver that got pretty seriously injured in a crash, didn't have the same protectant that they've now instituted here for NASCAR. It. So it's one of the reasons they did it. The one thing I'm just wondering, though, because after a race, cars have to go through post-race inspection. They put them in, they have to weigh them, they have to balance them, they have to put all these different things to make 
make sure nobody cheated. Because if you're off by a half inch, you may lose the race because you were cheated. You added some weight or something. Who's the guy who's got to inspect to make sure the driver's got the right underwear on? The old underwear inspector. Right. <laughs> Is that like something that's going to happen now? You're going to have a little oh, bathroom next to the, the yeah. car inspection? I don't know. I don't want that job. Do you think they just hold it for three and a half hours or are they just peeing themselves? I think they wear they diapers. Pee. Well, they pee. yeah, they they are prepared to pee themselves. Yep. Yeah. Do you think they're drinking water or anything while they're driving? They have to, yeah. So they're pumping water. Sometimes they got the tubes run right down there. Sometimes they actually have the water bottles. but Because uh, they're losing... I, they'll lose 10 to 15 pounds in a race if it's really, really hot. Because you imagine you're just sweating and pouring sweat the entire time. Because Which, it's open. Can I enter one of these races? You can. Sure. Uh, you know, they do a celebrity <laughs> like a thing down in Shakopee. Um, I, they were doing it every year for a long time. Because there's mm. you know, they, a racetrack down there. That one's there. Down, done now, but Elko oh. might be doing a version Elko of Speedway. that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just mean it for the weight loss, guys. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. That 10 to 15. <laughs> It's like cut and wait for just a uh, fight. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Wrap yourself in foil. Didn't people used to do that? Or like plastic? <laughs> yeah, plastic the or thing. You'll see some people occasionally like working out in essentially a hefty bag. Right. And it's like, uh, really? Remember, remember the old garbage um, bag commercials? The hefty, hefty cinch sack. Sure. Those are fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love you ever those. wrestle? No, I wish. That's a great skill to have. You're pretty confident in any physical altercation. The wrestler will quickly show himself superior to the non-wrestler. You'll be going to throw some punch like a dummy, and oh, he'll I have see. you in an ankle lock. <laughs> yep. Sure, for your, your head. Mommy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I never I, really understood wrestling. Like, I, people on the wrestling team in high school, I was like, what is this? Now, I did uh, several weeks of Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and if you have any questions, I've always said I'm an open book with that kind of stuff. I got a gi. You know what I did? Can I say this about jujitsu? Isn't gi like a butter? It is also that. G-H-E-E. I think that the gi... How does it it spell? The gi, Mike. Uh, Jujitsu is a weird spelling anyway. G-I-U? J-I-T-S-U? That's what I meant. Yep. Um, Yeah, the gi's. G-I-S there. I will say this. I'm just going to... You know, when you learn self-defense, and I think it's a great thing to learn, but don't you think you almost start looking for physical altercations a little bit more? Mm. And I'll give you an example. When I was a couple weeks into becoming a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner, during my... (laughs) Continue. Donna? Sorry, I was looking at something funny on my computer. When I was a couple weeks into my training... In Southern California, where I was training at the time. Where you took how many training sessions? A few weeks. They were introductory classes. Were they one a week? <laughs> there was a guy at a subway. Never heard of it. And he was being real mean to Wait, the person on the phone. In the subway or at the subway? At a subway store. Okay. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We're both getting footlongs. Sue us. We were hungry. <laughs>
<laughs> Sorry, I was looking at something again. Again, this story not meant to be comedic. I'm being All vulnerable right. with you guys about. Okay. I go into a Subway restaurant, fast casual, and this guy's being mean to the person on the phone that he's talking to, and then he's being mean to the sandwich artist. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, what's with this guy? And I'm sitting there, and I'm behind him, and I'm thinking, I might, I thought I would not have had prior to my gi, the white belt, the whole thing, the white belt just comes with it. You don't have to accomplish anything. <laughs> Guys. Okay. Are you going to get to the point? I'm standing there thinking I might have I might have to put this guy in a rear naked choke and put him to sleep if he keeps it up. I'm thinking that. I was like legit. And if I get him into a rear naked choke, it's bedtime for Bato. He goes down. Sleepy night night. Wake me in the morning. Mommy, I need my passy. He can turn around and slap you in the face and you'll start crying. (laughs) I can see it. You're trying to act all tough. But if I would have rendered him unconscious first, that wouldn't have been a problem. My point is, had I not been a practitioner of the martial arts, I would I wouldn't have thought I'm gonna I'm gonna choke okay. this you, guy it out. It made you aggressive. It I made it. It, a little bit. A little bit. And I haven't even gotten into the fact that I also took two weeks of Krav Maga, which is an Israeli military defense system. Matskana? Donna. You know what? I'm not going to open up about this part of me anymore. If you guys are not going to honestly respect me as a practitioner, why do this? I was going to give you an update on Damar Hamlet, uh, Hamlin, excuse me, but I don't have the time now. He's he's showing up at practice here and there. I'll tell you more after the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. You want to give us a call? I'm going to go choke somebody out in the hallway. (laughs) Give us a call. 651-641-1071. Bet on Steve or bet on me. If you bet correctly, you'll win a fabulous prize. That's next. Donna Valentine. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm going to say, hey, you say, ho. Hey. Ho. Thank you. Hey. Ho. Hey. Oh, are we having a good time? I will tell you what happened during the break. (laughs) I think that I just passed on a really valuable skill to Donna. Not really. Mike, did you see me? I I saw what you were doing. I was teaching her a great uh, self-defense technique, which is the rear naked choke. And it is so easy to do. Trust me, I almost did it to a guy once in Subway who was being mean. Is that taught on week one or two of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Meaning lesson one or lesson two. Let me tell you guys something. One of my neighbors when I lived in Anaheim, we'll get to the game in a moment. One of my neighbors when I lived in Anaheim, his name was Umpiano. And Umpiano, I was like, dude, what's up, man? I'm Steve. We live here now. And I was, I when I see guys that are muscular, I start to like grab them. And I'm like, what's going on here? What are you doing? This is awesome. And he then said, oh, I, I, I own a dojo. Like I, I teach jujitsu. And I was like, no way, I've always been interested in that. And I was like following the UFC at that point. And then he invited me down to his dojo. I had free classes. He even paid for the gi. That's awesome. Hang on. I think you put her to sleep with that uh, rear naked choke. (laughs) Wait a second. 
This made her fall asleep. I tried the rear naked choke on her. She didn't fall asleep at all. I told the story. Hey, what's up? Gotta. No, I wasn't even finished. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz fall. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, Mighty Mike. I want to see how smart you are. (laughs) Yes, we're going to find out. How smart you guys are. We have uh, Animal Week uh, wrapping up today, mm. and we are going to go way, way, way back in time. Oh, no, yeah. really? Way back in time. The Ooh. theme today. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yes! And Terry is on to play along with us. Hey, hey Terry. Terry. Hi, Donna, Steve, and Mike. How Aww. are you, Terry? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? We're good. You're so personable. Yeah, you're <laughs> a very, you have a very approachable voice. Oh, thank you. Do you have you ever studied any kind of self defense? <laughs> no. I think everybody should, Terry. I'm not here to shame you, but you know, somebody comes up to you in a parking lot, you should know some basic things. I always carry my keys, Terry, right between one of the keys is facing out. You do not. A lot of times I do. <laughs> no do kidding. you? Yeah, key. Uh, you have your key. Oh hold your keys inside of your fist. Yep. And then one of the keys is coming out. So if somebody came at you and you punched them in the face, Terry, you're so sweet. Your punch wouldn't hurt a fly, but your punch with a metal key coming out of it or would get yourself really some do pepper some spray. Donna. What? <laughs> hey, Terry, did you hear the topic? Uh, animals in pop culture, correct? More specifically, dinosaurs. Mm. And so you need. <laughs> I'm not real good with dinos. Donna, who oh once my. called a triceratops a triceraptus. <laughs> or you could go with Steve, whose son came downstairs today with two different dinosaur books in his hand. I've been reading wow. dinosaur books for like the past three weeks. Wow. Who do you want to go with? I will go with Steve. Bye. Yeah. All right, see you, Donna. All right. Hey, Donna, go do the rear naked choke that I just taught you. Do it to someone in the hallway. Put Rocco to sleep. I'm sick of him. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. She works her way out of here. We are going to get started again. It is the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. The theme today, dinosaurs. Okay, let's go. Are you ready? Yes. Both a financial and critic success, this 1988 G-rated film has spawned 13 direct-to-video sequels, mm-hmm. highlighting the adventures of Sarah, Ducky, Petrie, Spike, and Littlefoot. The Land Before Time. America's favorite purple dinosaur, Barney, shared adventures with young human friends as well as a few dino friends, most famously this green Triceraptor. Oh, gosh. Triceraptor. <laughs> what is her name? Oh, crap. Okay, come back to it. Uh, known for his long tongue and quick egg-laying ability, this green hero uses those traits for good while teaming up with his buddies Mario and Luigi. Yoshi. Um, okay. America's favorite purple dinosaur, Barney. Baby, baby just... Bop. Baby Bop. All right. I think it's Baby Bop. Okay. Bring Terry back on. Team bring Terry back on. Terry. I am Steve. I'm going with you because I don't know any of those answers. I'll tell you what. So I'm I'm three for three there. I just need everybody to know Donna is going to be over three. I can almost guarantee this. Okay. Also, Terry, the shins kick somebody in the shins. That's a very sensitive spot on their body. So if you ever get attacked in a parking lot, and you know Terry, I hope you never do, kick him in the shins. I will take your advice on that, too, Steve. Thank you. Terry, I'm the gift that keeps on giving. Let's bring Donna back in. Hey, Donna, come on in. All right, Terry, we're going to put you back on hold. I got a feeling, Donna. I have already said it, and so I want to say it to you so that I'm not known for talking behind your back. Okay. Okay. You will go 
I'm assuming I will. I think this is kind of... I, I if will it's admit, all cartoony stuff, it yeah. leans my generation. Okay, we got to keep it balanced. I think it's been yeah, we're yeah. going back and forth. I'm trying yeah. to keep it balanced a little bit. So. Yes, but and I think Donna's got like a what a three game lead now or a two game lead or something. I don't. I think, I think we're I tied six to oh, six right six. now. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, but thank you for the confidence. Is, no worries. You've been doing really well. So here we go. Thanks, we are going to uh, get this going again. Dinosaurs, the theme today. Uh, both a financial and critic success, this 1988 G-rated film has spawned 13 direct-to-video sequels. It highlights the adventures of Sarah, Ducky, Petrie, Spike, and Littlefoot. <laughs> It's a dinosaur movie. The dinosaurs. America's favorite purple dinosaur, Barney, shares adventures with young human friends as well as some dino friends, most famously this green triceraptor. Triceratops. <laughs> uh, that's Dave. Okay. And known for his long tongue and quick egg-laying ab- ability, this green arrow uses those traits for good while teaming up with Mario and Luigi. Um, That is... You got this one. Oh, you no. surprised. Mm-mm. You can Dino. What Close. if we said it starts with the letter Y? Mm-mm. Oh. And ends with the letter I. Mm-mm. <laughs> His full name is uh, T. Yoshosaurus uh, Munch Akupas. Is that mm-hmm. right? That Mm-mm. is true, actually. Yeah. Wow. Nope. You don't know it off of that? Nope. Okay. His name's Yoshi. Doesn't um, even ring a bell. Okay, sorry. I thought they were. It's this okay. Awesome. It's I'm okay. in the lead and I'm never looking back. <laughs> we'll run through these quick. Yes. That's all right. The first one. Um, do you remember little little foot, the cute little land before time? That ring a bell at all? Nope. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> Barney's uh, buddy. That is of course uh, Baby Bop. Oh, I got there. Oh, that was button. tough. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was a tough, tough one. Which you, you man, I watched there. a lot of Barney though, and I think I was kind of aged out too. You know. what? <laughs> I was like 10, 11. Oh, that's fine. I This is a blind spot. Dinosaurs. Yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. You don't yeah. say. I don't even I'm think I can name you two. You even seen another... Jurassic Park? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Okay, next. Uh, and then finally, Yoshi. Uh, it, Yoshi, exactly, is the answer. And now, this, you... this was the tiebreaker, by the way. Jurassic Park. Just because Park. it's one of the greatest yeah, by John Wayne. Yeah. No kidding. You know what? And this, this part in particular... It's just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. John Williams, a true master. Oh, my gosh. So good. Now, did you need Terry's help at all? No. Oh, wow. No, in fact, I gave Terry a bonus tip, which was kick somebody in the shins because that's a sensitive <laughs> spot. I went full Rex Quando up in this B. Oh, God. Um, Terry, you got really practical life advice and uh, my talk t-shirt. Yay. Yay. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Steve, for the win. And thank you, Donna, for not knowing anything about dinosaurs. You are very welcome. <laughs> Hold tight, Terry. I'll Bye, Terry. We love Bye. you. Bye. Oh, right. How about that soundtrack that we It's just beautiful. Heard? I mean, that... It's one of the most moving bits of music in any movie in history. I, You know, I'd love to do that. Not here. Not today. Not now. Not on my watch. But I'd love to do a top 10 most moving movie scores and like the specific moment in the soundtrack where when you hear it, you remember the scene and just the emotional stakes. Sure. Gladiator has a song called Now We Are Free. Mm. And it is just beautiful. You've never seen Gladiator. I have in the theater. Yeah. Wow. 
what was the bit of news we had about John Williams not that long ago? He was doing some. He was making new music for. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. Oh, so pretty. Wow. What is he? This is now we are free from Gladiator. There's a different. I may have said the wrong time. I mean, Gladiator soundtrack is just awesome. Let me hang on. I'm going to send you something. He's going on tour. Oh, is that right? Yes. Oh, he's um, going to be in France and Germany. Colorado Springs. Dusseldorf. Okay. Dusseldorf. Here, I'm going to give you this, uh, Miguel. There you go. Just, whoops, see Daisy. There you go. Son of a biscuit. Son of a gun. You should go see him. Um. Yeah, I would, I would love to. I'm going to do this now, Mike. Here it comes. Well, he's like 90 years there old. There you go. See it up there? Um, Mike's on the phone. Almost, almost seems like he's flirting with Terry. He's been on for a long time. <laughs> um, play that top link that I just put in there. I think this might be a version of it. That right out of the gates, it's emotional. And then you think of what's happened in Gladiator. When this comes on. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. Oh. How do you think they work? Don't do they wait. watch the film? Listen, right here. And then start you went back and looked at Gladiator, it would seem pretty stupid. You are nuts. I saw it. I don't it think a, it stands Donna, up. Donna, really? you are insane. I saw it a year ago. I came in, I saw it a year ago for the second time, came in and said, even though you and Rocco totally tuned me out because yeah. I played a clip that you made fun of. Oh, it was so funny. It the, was like. No, it's such a moving it scene like, in Maximus. the movie. That's because at that point. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix's character is like, identify yourself. And then he takes off his mask, turns and faces Joaquin Phoenix, now the emperor, and essentially says, I'm the guy you thought was dead. More or less. I am Maximus, you know, Aurelius, Glomidius, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> it was so awesome. When I watched that movie a year ago, Maximus Decimus Meridius, <sighs> commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legion. Yeah, okay. Loyal servant to the oh, true emperor, Marcus Aurelius. Uh-huh. Father to a murdered son. Oh, that's good. Husband to a murdered wife. Oh, Who wow. Joaquin Phoenix killed. Right. And I will have my vengeance. Yes. In this life or the next. Yes. I tell you what, that movie, when I watched it a year ago, as you just said, it doesn't hold up, I believe is almost as close to a perfect movie as you get. Really? It is a masterpiece of a movie. Oh, bleep, I want to see it so hard oh, right maybe now. maybe I need to watch it. You're not going to watch any of the things that I've ever asked you to watch. I gave up a long time ago. <laughs> it, it's just a bummer. Well, you're like, you know, you're real pushy with the I, assignments. I get excited about things. And then what I feel bummed about is that you have never shared my excitement. You've never matched my excitement about anything that I'm excited about outside of the old-timey candy chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I we do like Love the same them. candy. They really do. Oh, so good. I could go for some right now. We have oh, to take right. a break. Okay, fine. Um when we come back. Oh, this is really fun. I want to get to this. Okay. Um, some hit songs that were almost sung by someone else. Okay. So we'll just rattle through the list. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll do that when we return to Honesty My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. We got Mighty Mike hanging with us. Hey, hey. Yeah, boy. Can we go MC Mighty Mike? 
I don't care anymore. I, I don't, don't either. I don't either. It's fine. Your We're just going to change it every time. On it has nothing is really nothing's really sticking right now. Your indecision, which you have in a few different areas of your life, Mikey G, has whittled me down to just a tiny little splinter. I used to be a full stump of wood, and you've whittled me away. It's just I just can't. This is going in your final report anymore, Donna. I want to care. I can't care. Words hurt. All right, this is kind of fun. This is a really fun little list. By the way, I just texted my wife, will you watch Gladiator with me this weekend? Yeah. I'll let you know when I hear back. Okay. Pretty excited. A list of songs, iconic songs that were almost sung by someone else. I love these kind of lists. Yeah. To imagine the, the upside down, the alternative universe. Like TLC declined Baby One More Time. Ended up going to Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Don't go hitting me one more time. Oh, a little mashup. How about waterfalls, Mike? During so our childhood, no, didn't yeah. it just it's like? Just, I yeah. mean, the video. Mm-hmm. It was all just like wow. It was one of the first like really smash videos so of good. the uh, mid '90s for us. You're my boy, dude. Yeah, you're mine. Love and you, I'm man. Donna Valentine. Donna, <laughs> here's something that you'll like, Donna. <laughs> Ed Sheeran recorded "Love Yourself" before Justin Bieber. Oh, he said that was a song. Uh, that was a song I had written for Divide. It just w- wouldn't have made it. That's what Sheeran explained on ninety-seven point one Amp Radio. And then Justin took it and did his thing on it <laughs> and released it as a single and made it what it is. It would have been good either way. But everybody thought he really wrote it for Selena Gomez. But Ed wrote oh, it. Oh, Ed wrote it, but right? maybe. Like, did Re- Ed write the right. My Mama Don't Like You and She Like Everyone? That's a great lyric in that song. So Ed wrote it, but didn't keep it. Yes. Wow. Very generous. Brittany Spears and Mary J. Blige almost recorded Umbrella. Oh. We okay. got something? Sure. Uh, Rihanna was the third choice. Suck it. You suck it. Hey. Sorry, I blew up. Uh, since you've been gone. Great since song. Since you've been gone. That's all I know. Oh, what a, that's a jam right there. Is that Kelly? That's Kelly. Yeah. Uh, but it almost wasn't. Hey, it was Kelly. It's old Vin Diesel. Hey, Kelly. <sighs> well, during the pandemic, we all had extra time on our hands. Oh my gosh. His inter- I, I just, we need, that's yeah. some audio that we need always. Cause then there's a point where we're talking yeah. about Vin Diesel a few years ago, as happens with this show. Dang it. Here goes the segment with this show. Sometimes we'll hear audio that we're playing for a different purpose. And then we will hear something in said audio and our heads will fall off and we no longer can hear it the same way. In this case, Vin Diesel had come out with a song that actually was okay. Came out with it during the pandemic. But she was like, hey, let's go to my friend Vin. And Vin's in the studio. And then he was just already sounds like, you know, when you get a bubble in your throat? <clears throat> and then you're like, oh, boy, sorry. That's not hey, weird. Kelly. He came in low. And at one point, he's always like, hey, Kelly, I decided to record. And, do. and then there's this <laughs> point where you just hear, no kidding, you hear this. <sighs> Like the 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 guttural yeah. beast within 
was trying to come up toward the surface. You would almost imagine like like a volcano, right. how like just smoke it's sort bubbling. of comes. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually have the clip. Okay. Do you here think we go. it's this? You, now, do you think it's the real? Let's find out. Let's well, find out. They were doing. It was during the pandemic, so they were all in. Wasn't he remote? Yeah, he was, he was remote. Okay, and I don't know if I have the Hey Kelly, but I do have uh, Hey Ryan coming up here in just a second. Okay. Make it a franchise. Vin Diesel with us right now. Hey, buddy, how are you? I, hey, Ryan, how are you, brother? You <laughs> Good to see you. Great, great to see you. Great to see you. See, his energy talking to Ryan Seacrest is up about four notches to when he was talking to Kelly, although he did start with the quintessential. <sighs> Do you know who he sounds like there? Who? Harvey Weinstein. You think Vin Diesel sounded like Harvey yes, Weinstein? Yes, in that clip. Can we hear it again? Sorry, I moved on to the Kelly. Uh, oh, so that's fine. It, it was Kelly Clarkson is... Yes, or, that's okay. the it's one. Kelly that... Clarkson. It's an interview. It's a. He had a new song. New single dropping yep. today. Check yep. this out. Kelly, I am so honored to be able to debut my music <laughs> on your show <sighs> because you. Here comes the ass kissing. One idol, and till today have somehow maintained your authenticity. I am blessed that on a year that I would normally be on a movie set. And as you know, that's not possible. I've had another creative outlet. I could see. Another way to show you. No, I can't. Or share with you my heart. I can see why The Rock wants to <gasps> punch go, you. Go, ahead, go back. Five seconds. Uh, well, my heart. <laughs> Can't you see why The Rock just wants to pummel him? <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, back to the list. I've had another creative outlet. <laughs> Katy Perry and Rihanna missed out on Pretty Hurts. I don't know that song, so I'll keep moving. Get Right was originally an Usher track. I don't know that one, so I'll keep moving. (laughs) Why don't you skip the ones you don't know? (laughs) Neil Diamond wrote and recorded I'm a Believer Before the Monkeys. Who did? Neil Diamond. Oh, I bet he would have done a great job. I didn't know the monkeys did I'm a Believer. You didn't? I didn't. Who did you think did it? Another 60s band? I'll tell you what. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. People say we monkey around. This is the Neil Diamond version. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> Any doubts, though? Um, you know the clappers? There was, a, there was a time where being a professional background clapper was a wonderful opportunity. There is... <laughs> You heard those guys clapping right there, right? Excuse me, what do you do for a living? I'm a clapper. What? You heard those guys clapping, right? Yeah. There, I was watching this great video. You want to talk about great video, I Mike? You were going to say great documentary. No, on clapping. Clappers. No, I was watching this awesome video of Elvis Presley on the Ed Sullivan Show, and he goes to play Hound Dog. It is an awesome video. To if you can find that, uh, DJ McMikey, Mike. It's Wasn't a he great singing video. to a to a dog? No, I don't know. My point is, during this performance, he comes out and he's all Elvis in his heyday, and he sort of starts to fake wind up, and he's almost about to wind up and hit the guitar, and then he kind of laughs a little bit, and then he hits it, and there are people go nuts, and then he there are these clappers behind him during Hound Dog. 
four guys in suits just walked out behind him. Yes, the, those are the clappers. Yep. <laughs> they, the one guy is literally standing there like this. He's getting ready. Hands ready, in a ready position. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is awesome. This please? is awesome. We just let this whole thing uh, play. I'd like to tell you that we're going to do a sad song for you. This song here is one of the saddest songs we've ever heard. He's having fun, Donna. It really tells a story, friends. Beautiful lyrics. You'll hear the clapping, and also listen to how loud the audience goes gets something like this. when he does it. And how great his voice sounds. They're doing like, I, I, I actually was, it's even more advanced than that though. It's like a. Do you know, you're doing the same clap from a car song. I think it's Let the Good Times Roll that Let does that. Let the Good Times Roll. Yep, that's the one. Mm-hmm. So it goes. Maybe that's where I got it from. One, two, two. Okay. Two, wait, two. Do it again? One. Okay. Yeah, wait. wait, two. Okay. One. Now two, two. So one, no. Two, no, two, one. One. Two, two. Wow. This is great we put our flashwits together here on this show, and you heard it right there. Uh, when we come back, we'll all clap. No, I didn't want to. Oh, okay. All right, fine.